Kevin Bowen, Executive Director of the Human Rights Alliance in Santa Fe. Thank you for joining me here on New Mexico in Focus. Thank you for the invitation. Appreciate it. Of course. Now, it's Pride Month, and your group just declared a state of emergency. It's the first ever um, for, for the Alliance in response to a flood of anti-LGBTQ legislation around the country. I know it hasn't gotten to New Mexico yet. That hasn't been the case here. But I want to start with where you think the state of LGBTQ rights are in the U.S. right now as we head into the midpoint of Pride Month. Yes. So where we are really when you said um, there was a state of emergency declared, that was through the Human Rights Campaign, which is a national organization um, that works with advocacy and promoting um, equal rights and justice for the LGBTQ community. And where we are is in a pretty dangerous place, except for states like New Mexico and California and Michigan and, and several others. Um, the reason why they declared a state of emergency is because this year alone, 525 bills that were anti-LGBTQ plus were introduced into state um, legislative bodies across the country. Um, not all of them are passing, but ones that have passed are significant, and there is about 10 that are waiting to be signed right now. The problem is, um, for travel, for example, there are now rules in effect in Florida where um, you have to go into the restroom of the same sex that you were given at birth. Um, in addition to that, there are a lot of anti-trans bills being introduced where it has to do with uh, trans people in sports, whether it's in schools or even in sports that are at the college level. Um, and also bills that have been introduced that are forbidding gender-affirming health care and equitable health care for trans youth just due to the fact that there's a huge misunderstanding of exactly what's involved with transgender um, transitions for adults, but specifically for kids. Um, and those bills prohibit parents from actually giving their children any, any, any gender-affirming health care, which would include even mental health. Um, Texas is requiring that those parents wean their children off of this gender-affirming health care, which includes some medications they take, like puberty blockers. Um, and if they don't wean them off, then it will become something the parent could become arrested for, or the child could be taken away from the parents. So it's not a really pleasant place where we are right now in this country, and it's not as if um, we've seen an end to it. It just seems to be escalating, which is why they issued the state of emergency. You mentioned some bills that w might affect people when they travel. I know that there's a guidebook being put together to help people understand their rights in different states. Yes. How did that idea come about? Um, the Human Rights Campaign, again, they looked into this um, because of all the tracking they've been doing. Um, even anecdotally speaking, for myself and my partner and for others that I know that are traveling, everyone seems now to be a little bit on edge if we were to go to a state for Florida, for example. Um, there are pride celebrations being canceled across that state. Um, we're seeing things happening and, and with, with all of this negativity, 
and sound bites that are created for the general population that causes bigger misunderstanding. It's also emboldening people to be hateful and to make um, things very uncomfortable for people to travel. And in some cases, we're seeing violence happening against the community, especially um, black transgender women. Uh, our black uh, LGBTQIA folks and people of color in general and indigenous people within our community and the white community within the LGBTQIA community. Um, it, it's a cause for concern and it's making a lot in our community just step back and say, wow, um, especially people who are in my age group because many of us thought that we had gotten somewhere and now we seem like we've been pushed back m multiple steps down the ladder, so to speak. These trends of hate that we're seeing nationally, are they finding their way here, here in New Mexico? What have our leaders done to build protections against those trends? Well, luckily, we're in the best place in the country for pro-queer um, LGBTQIA uh, legislation. There are a lot of safeguards and safety rails that have been put into place um, through collaboration with the governing body here in New Mexico, with state governing bodies, and that's been spearheaded through an organization that is also 30 this year like we are, which is called Equality New Mexico, EQNM. They are set up as a lobbying um, association and group that go into the state government and promote rights and elicit change, positive change for our community here in the state. Are there any pieces of this wave of anti-LGBTQ legislation that you see in particular that maybe our protections aren't so strong here? Is, are there any vulnerabilities to that shifting trends among voters that could eventually reach here? The, the, the one concern, and this is also on a national level too, is that those of us who are of voting age, um, that we need to pay attention to what's going on uh, within local elections, specifically school boards. And that's where there could be some vulnerability. Uh, a lot of times people won't pay attention to a school board election, but if we have people that are elected into school boards and decide to start to change rules in schools, then we could be seeing a wave of things happening. And honestly, there are rumblings from some different um, politicians throughout the state uh, about you know, making changes and taking us back. Um, I think they're just rumblings at this point, but we have to you know, not let our guard down here. Now this year, it's the 30th anniversary of uh, Santa Fe's Pride event. It took a little bit of different planning this year because of these trends that we're seeing. Right. Um, nothing that I thought I would be doing at this point in my life, but um, yes, it was recommended. Um, we're part of a national organization, and as a, a pride group or an LGBTQ center, uh, I've had um, several meetings with the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security in order for us to work more closely together with the police departments and also with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, with the FBI, just so that we can keep our ear to the ground and be aware of anything that's happening and also to raise awareness that they know that these things are going on. So we, we are all sharing information back and forth. 
Now, I know uh, the celebration's also expanding quite a bit this year. Yes. What can people expect? I know leading up to the big celebration on the 24th, there's a lot going on. Well, we, we had a great week this week. We started Monday with the mayor giving a proclamation in Santa Fe, uh, naming it as a safe space. Uh, we raised the, um, the flag, the pride flag up over City Hall, along with the New Mexico State flag and the Santa Fe City flag. Um, but you're gonna see tomorrow night, um, which will probably have already happened, but tomorrow night uh, will be Queer Prom. Uh, that's Wednesday, June 14th. And then we have a big kickoff celebration happening on Saturday, June 16th. We're doing this in collaboration with the Cowgirl Barbecue in Santa Fe because they also turned 30. And we have a, a street party uh, on Guadalupe and Aztec Street in Santa Fe that's going to be a lot of fun with um, drag shows and bands and marching bands and uh, lots of fun happening there. And the night before, we're doing our first ever Pride Comedy Night. Um, we brought in two comedians, one Marga Gomez from San Francisco and the second Jared Goldstein from Los Angeles. And we're gonna be holding that at the Scottish Rite Temple. And then we go into Pride Week next week and we have a movie night on Tuesday. We have Drag Bingo on Thursday. And then we have the big celebration on Saturday, June 24th, Pride on the Plaza, which will be the biggest Pride that Santa Fe's probably ever seen this year. We're, we've got the Plaza, we're taking two side streets, expanding, we're gonna have close to 80 um, booths and local businesses. And the cool thing about all of this is that the support that we've seen this year is unmatchable to any other year. So we're thrilled about Pride this year. What was it about this year that pushed you to make these expansions now? Coming out of COVID, had that stalled some of these plans? Yeah, it did. Um, when I first took over this organization, which was about three and a half years ago, uh, we went right into COVID. Um, I started in November and then February was COVID. So we did a small pride and it was a matter of building it back up again. We actually did a virtual pride. Um, and then we started the next year, um, very small. And then it's grown since then. And the key thing is because we're turning 30, the Human Rights Alliance and Pride is turning 30 this year um, and Equality New Mexico turned 30, it's time for us to really put it out there. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, is that Santa Fe has always been um, a go-to place for the LGBTQ plus community nationally. And we have a lot of people who have settled there. And especially after the pandemic, um, people from the movie industry and people from other states, and we're seeing that we're trying to track, but anecdotally, a lot of members of our community are moving from other states to come to New Mexico because of all the safeguards that are here. Great. Well, Kevin Bowen, 30 years of pride in New Mexico. Thank you so much for coming here and talking to us on New Mexico in Focus. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it.